Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. When I had to meet him, I thought, well, I'm going to say to this guy, um, you touch my kids, you do anything wrong, I will kill you. That felt like this. That felt like what I was supposed to do is make sure this guy knew that if he does, does anything wrong, I yeah. will take his life. Yeah. What a horrible thing. That's just ego. That's fear, fear, yeah. fear, fear. Yeah. And of course, when I met him, I still didn't know what to say. Uh, and I finally just spit out, Hey, I've never done this before. I have no idea what I'm doing. That was all I knew in my soul. I mean, it almost makes me cry to say that because that's all I could spit out. Because it was the only thing I knew that was true. I have no idea what I'm doing. And he immediately fell apart and was like, I'm not their dad. I'm Gus. I want to be their friend. I don't know either. And I was like, all right, then we're just going to work this out. And oh, that's awesome. I mean, that was just, that was a man. That was a result of me taking steps in the dire- in the direction of being a loving father. You know, being I think a, a lot of vulnerability to do that. Let me tell you. For well, it's like I wanted to. I wanted to make. I wanted to make a flashy show, like a boy. But instead, I've been surrounded by this group of men and others that I have reached out to, who I took their advice, and instead, I was able to have a moment of zen and spit out the truth and be authentic and create something that works. For and I didn't have to tell them that I wanted to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, granted, I mean, we talk about that a lot, too. I hope your your folks know that I'm not a killer. I've never been convicted of any crime. I mean, it's just like those are the emotions, though. It's that rich. And I will speak truthfully and honestly and specifically about those emotions because they are that rich. And if you're in the first six months, you are feeling those emotions. Like you feel homicidal. You feel suicidal. And I contended with that also. Um, and uh, thank God I would have killed the wrong guy. You know, my solution also at that point was to take out a million dollar life insurance policy on myself or the kids and then come up with a plan how to get it to pay out without me putting a you know bullet in my head, which I was too chicken shit to do, I'm sure. Um, but I made a plan and it was to get on a surfboard and paddle out on a bad day. And that was a plan. And that's no solution either. I would have, I would have ruined the lives of two children, um, absolutely destroyed them. And uh, I know that now. So, I mean, if people that are out there are thinking that way, not a choice, not a choice. And you've got to talk to somebody else. You don't You can't just keep that inside. You can't keep that to yourself. And I did. That was my plan until I shared it with somebody who shared it with somebody and they gathered around me, you know, and they took everything I had that was potentially dangerous and they circled around me. You know, circle the wagons, people say. But so if you're in the six months, man, find your group, find your people, get to that group of uh, uh, like-minded people, get to that help group. If you have a problem with drugs and alcohol, get your ass into a meeting, get your ass into a recovery program. That is the key there. Do not, alcohol and drugs will absolutely further the problem. That's my experience. Um, And, uh, there are solutions out there, but the solutions are in the good. And you know right and wrong now. I mean, I knew right and wrong. You know what's good. You know what's wrong. Yeah. Um, it's hard to navigate because of the pain. But 
you know, step towards the light, man. You need to step towards the good part, the, the loving, the loving solution. Uh, gosh, it sounds so hippy dippy, man. I wish I could say, do this, do this, do this, do this. It actually is that, but it is, <laughs> it's exactly that. Well, and that's the, the good. Uh, you know, if I had to summarize, it's embrace what's good. Embrace yeah. the, take the next right step, which is maybe I don't need to light a fire in her front yard, literally. Maybe I don't need to key his car at work, yeah. you know? Yep. What are some of the tools that you would recommend? Like, you know, you've gone through it now. It's been, it's been years. Let me be straight up because we need tools. We need actionable tools as opposed to like, mm, get up and think good thoughts, you know, or go for a walk on the beach. Um, those things are great. Uh, but I need, because I'm a, I'm a, not a bright man. I need actionable stuff. Um, I learned how to meditate. Um, literally not a guy. I grew up on a farm. I uh, don't, I didn't believe in therapy or meditation or any of that kind of hoodoo crazy. I do now. I was taught to meditate. I meditate 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. What it does. And, and, and it's not so I can listen to what's going the internal conversation or what I call the committee on my shoulder. I have a committee that I have clearly identified of people uh, uh, that are me. All my different uh, factions are in there fighting over the war table. It is to absolutely silence them and excuse them for a nice breakfast somewhere. I get 20 minutes where absolutely my thoughts are not running wild in my head. And I come out of that with a tremendous peace. I come out of that with usually a solution that pops in. Also, you know how easy it is for me to step into that loving Chris Northup from that position? As opposed to waking up going, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, this is going to be the day. This is going to be that day. Oh, man, I can feel it. Man, I'm going to, I'm going to crush that dude. And you, you and I have a very contentious job, very stressful at our work. And we deal with very difficult, very big personalities. And sometimes I'm loaded, man. I come in loaded for bear. Um, and we do this sometimes. And it's like, I, that guy, that DP is not going to destroy my life. You know, that producer is not going to get over on me today. Um, and so I have meditation. Um, I also have a, uh, um, I, you know, I have a very strong sobriety program. Uh, and I can't, if, if anybody in, in your audience gets out of this, uh, I'm here to help them. If anybody has any issues with that, please reach out to me because that's, that's where I get this. I can't get it unless I give it away. Yeah. Um, I have to help folks. Um, I don't know what I have to share, but I have 17 years sober. Uh, and, uh, maybe that's a day more than, you know, maybe it, you have one day. I, I have things I can help you with, you know, that kind of thing. But I guess where I'm leading is my other tool is, um, I have to call another man every, every day and say, Hey, um, uh, I'm committing to you not to drink or use today. I will stay clean and sober all day long. I will not physically, mentally, verbally, or emotionally attack my ex-wife or anyone else. And I'll try all day to brag about the things I bitch about. I say that to another man every morning. That's a tool. Um, wherever you are spiritually in that, you know, it doesn't, it's not, like I said, it's not about Jesus, it's not about anything. Just me letting go and making a commitment to another human being that I'm not going to ruin somebody else's life today. And there's a lot of power in that. And I miss some days and some days, 
you know, I'll go two, three days without doing that and things get froggy. When I miss it, uh, things get crunchy, but at least I aspire to that. And I meditate. Um, and I try to help other guys, you know, other guys and gals, anybody. Um, and then I go through my work um, in a place of Zen, you know, and I get to, I get victory over sometimes these dark, 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 you know, viciously selfish, uh, controlling people that we work with. Uh, God bless them. They pay my bills. They make it so I can pay my child support, which is huge. <laughs> and uh, I don't bitch about it anymore. And I don't live like I thought. That's the other thing. I let go. This is a big tool. I let go of what I thought my life was supposed to look like. And if you're in the first six months, I recommend you try to let go of what you thought your life was going to look like. Um, I did an exercise, actually, that one of these guys had me do. Here's another actionable thing. Uh, he was like, I want you to take out a piece of paper or two or three and write a paragraph about what your life looks like in five years. Mm -hmm. It's an awesome exercise. He's like, yeah, just start at the beginning. I wake up at my home in Malibu. My wife is cooking breakfast. I have three dogs on my lap. Um, I go to my garage where my Maserati is, you know, anything you want, just spit it out. What your life looks like in five years from now, from this horrible, deep, dark, divorced, fresh, open wound that you are right now, write that, write what your life's going to look like in five years. And I almost guarantee you, you will sell yourself short. Mine, I have, my life is greater than what I wrote. My life is bigger. Granted, I don't live, you know, I still live kind of like I was in college. I, I pay for another household, yeah. um, you know, and I have bills, but I have peace. Um, and it wasn't in the first six months. It was hell on earth. There was no peace. And now I seek peace. And there's a key in it. You just got to get things to calm down. And, you know, you don't have to say everything. That's another big tool. You don't have to say every thought you have. You don't have to open your mouth and put into words every little thought that comes into your head. You don't have to call him or her and say, oh, and another thing, when you did A, A, B, and C, you know, you're lucky I didn't do D, E, and F. You don't have to say everything you think. How important is it to, have, to be accountable for your own, your own life? I mean, like my kids, see, they see everything. If yeah. you have kids, you know this. They see everything. They watch you. They're watching constantly for every sign and every, every, and it, it's, you don't feel like you're being watched, but it just makes you, makes you, it's even more impetus to do the right thing. So give us, a, give us a little tidbit. What's, what are the ripple effects of, of your accountability? Um, my kids are loving and they're open uh, and they communicate with me. I know a lot of friends that have kids who are walled off um, because they're, as opposed to being authentic, they're doing what they think a, a parent should do or what's written in a book. You know, for example, I'm not, I'm not freaked out about bad language in the house. You know, um, my kids cuss a little bit. Um, I grew up on a farm. My dad cussed. I'm okay. I turned out all right. Um, little things like that. So they're free and open. Sometimes they say things that they learn, you know, and uh, I will see like, hey, you can't say that. And they're learning. Or I'll be like, no, 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 we never do that. But they are safe. They're, they get a safety in here with me embracing good, with me trying to do the right next, the next right thing. They see that, okay, there's some room here. You know, there's, uh, you know, as long as I'm trying to do the right thing or be helpful. That's the other crazy thing is my kids are so 
sweet with other kids sometimes. I just, I'm like, where did that come from? Uh, had I been the same contentious, difficult uh, victim that I was in my first six months, my kids would not want to be around me. They see it. They smell it. They smell a rat. And the other thing is, I do not belittle my ex-wife or her uh, new husband in any way. And I wanted to. Early on, I was like, in this, I was like, you know, what's he do? Well, he works at Sprouts. What the? What is that? You know, I got a big job. You know, I wanted to be a boy. I wanted to be that guy. You know, the guy's an amazing guy. He's just trying to be an awesome stepfather. You know, uh, and the kids see that piece. They see that I'm. Uh, they see that I'm at peace with that and they see that I seek to help the guy. If he ever needed anything, I'd be there. Uh, it's a total contrary action. It's a total shift. It's a paradigm shift. And the kids respond to that. So they see it. They see my actions. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.